0: All right. Welcome, everyone, to today's episode of the LeedsCon podcast. I'm Ian McRae, uh, and I lead editorial efforts uh, here at LeedsCon, which includes putting together the agenda for the upcoming program. Uh, And on that note, if you haven't already, uh, take a moment now to register for LeedsCon 2023, uh, which takes place at the MGM Grand in Las Vegas, uh, March 13th through the 15th. It's right around the corner. It is going to be the largest LeedsCon uh, ever, and we're really excited about that. Uh, but right now, I want to introduce you to uh, our, our special guest uh, for today's episode. Uh, Colin McMillan is the founder of a successful green industry company, Riverwood uh, Landscape. He started his business at the young age of 18 uh, by mowing lawns in his hometown. Now, six years later, uh, with four locations, hundreds of clients, and a staff of 30, Colin's company is franchising. Uh, despite his success in business, Colin has not forgotten his roots. He be- began collecting leads by knocking on doors and distributing flyers. And it was through his partnership with Merge Media that he was able to grow his company to become a dominant force, regional force in landscaping, uh, courtesy of SEO, social media, and Google AdWords. And we're also lucky to have uh, Jason Hunt, the co-founder of the aforementioned Merge Media. Jason has been monetizing online traffic since 2012. Uh, And in 2019, he merged his social media agency uh, with a leading SEO company to form Merge Media. Uh, Jason quarterbacks a team of digital marketing uh, rock stars uh, in Ontario, up in Canada. Uh, Welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us today.
1: Thanks for having us. All right. Yeah, thanks.
0: Terrific! Thank, uh, thank you, Colin and Jason. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Uh, uh, I was really looking forward to your to your session, but even this discussion here today, uh, Colin. Uh, I worked in the landscaping business out in uh, Long Island when I was uh, in college, which was uh, way longer ago uh, uh, than I, I care to admit. My boss uh, at that time ran a very successful business, uh, which in 1999 uh, really looked like three guys in a truck. Uh, You know, we had about 45 accounts or so that we uh, that we worked on. And that was that was pretty much it. But the industry, uh, the landscaping industry has really grown by leaps and bounds uh, since then, and transformed to become a much more sophisticated uh, machine uh, in 2023. So Can you share some of the thoughts on the landscaping boom and give uh, the Leedscon community some insight as to those early days of growth uh, for River um, uh, for your operation?
2: You know, it's interesting that you say that the industry has been growing aggressively, uh, definitely over the last 10 years, but it does remain very fragmented. So you still have... um, you know, most landscape companies, your typical companies are in the 500 to a million revenue stage. Mm-hmm. Um, there's very few that make it past that point. There's still a lot of owner operators, those three person uh, teams, you know, where the, where the owner is out there mowing lawns and doing the landscaping themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, as I, I'm, it's definitely has to do with baby boomers retiring and, you um, as this happens, it, it does seem like there's some roll ups going on and, and the industry's condensing a little bit. But, um, you know, yeah, like you said, I, I myself started out as um, one of those companies, owner operator for the first two. Um, actually, prior to starting the company for two years was just mowing lawns by myself. And then still, once Riverwood was formed for another two years, we really were just, you know, like me and a couple laborers for half the season mm-hmm. um so it was really interesting transition to to go from there and just every year grow a little bit grow a little bit or a lot you know um 50, 50 to 100 percent growth year over year uh and sometimes much more than that and uh i guess get to where we are it, it's definitely been an interesting journey
0: yeah Absolutely, and I want to I want to get a, uh, a peek into uh, a little bit more about what that growth looked like. But I I want to uh, uh, switch gears a bit. We're we're really excited for your session out at LeedsCon in Vegas. Uh, next month, just in a few weeks. Uh, the title for your session, Creating Epic Lead Magnets uh, Your Prospects Can't Ignore. Uh, that in itself, the title is something that is going to resonate very strongly with LeedsCon community. The title is a lead magnet itself for, uh, for LeedsCon attendees. I think they're going to love it. Uh, the lead gen community has expressed frustration with the cost of leads. Um, increasing and the quality of those leads, of course, uh, is decreasing. So, can you guys talk a little bit about how you've managed to over- overcome those realities uh, to achieve growth for Colin's business? Particularly, uh, maybe in those um, uh, those early days, uh, and then kind of uh, what what scaling up uh, looked like, uh, and how you may have kind of reconfigured your uh, uh, your uh, 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 your lead generation strategy. Once you saw some traction taking place,
1: yeah, definitely. So you know. First of all, I mean, when we're talking about lead magnets and, and the presentation, what it really is about is, is finding lead magnets that are going to get the lowest cost per lead in the door. And using these lead lead magnets lead magnets to attract people off of social media to a place where you're in, they're in a more controlled environment, uh, where you have their attention, um, they're not distracted, and that place is email. And that's where we want to get people to, because once they're in your email ecosystem, then you have that control and power to provide that value or sell them as you see fit. Right. And, and I think that's the key is lead magnet leads are not going to be high quality leads. They're not hot leads. They're not looking for landscaping. They're not looking for, you know, we do a lot in real estate as well. They're not looking for houses necessarily, but what we are doing with that lead magnet is essentially planting the seed. It's almost like fishing, you know, you're casting that bait out there and that lead magnet topic is the bait that you're going to attract a certain audience with. Mm-hmm. So you got to think about that. Like, who do you want to attract? You have to be very specific with that avatar. And uh because that avatar is basically who you're creating that lead magnet for. So we get into that. We'll get into that. That's why you got to be at leadscon. You got to show up there, check out our session. We'll dive into that. But just to circle back there, Ian, to go back to, you know. Colin and, and Riverwood yeah. landscape and how we help them grow. I mean, lead magnets and lead generation through lead magnets is just a small part of the entire entire system. Um, if we were just doing lead magnet leads, it probably wouldn't be that successful, but there are a lot of other ways we're capturing those leads through high intent, through Google, through search engine optimization. And just to go backwards a bit here, when Colin came to us, Colin, I think you were a two hundred or $300,000 a year company at the time. yeah, And then- In one year, we took him on, we started uh, managing all of the marketing, optimizing his website, ranking for SEO for tons of keywords relating to landscaping and snow removal. And we were able to grow that company from two to 300,000 a year up to 1.3 mil in just one year. And, and then from there, I think year two, we, we grew it from there and now we're franchising. So um, a lot of that comes from developing and creating this blueprint that we've created on the marketing side where, you know, if you search for landscaping in the area that we live in, um, good chance you're going to find Colin's company coming up one, two, and three. So <laughs> it helps uh, quite a bit.
0: That's, uh, that's 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 ter- terrific insight. Uh, Colin, from your uh, from your perspective, not to get uh, uh, too into the weeds, but uh, the pandemic did see a shift in consumer behavior uh, in terms of uh, uh, even, you know, the, the entire home services spectrum. Uh, yeah. Did you did you kind of uh, you know, what kind of effect did that have on your uh, on your business? And did that maybe uh, even mean uh, uh, reinvesting? Did you adjust your uh, strategy at all with Jason?
2: Well, at first, it was uh, very alarming um, that that March, April months of uh, 2020, um, you know, we had no idea if we were going to be an essential industry or or what was happening there. So for that period, um, you know, that was um, that was challenging once we made it through. And really, it was just sort of a waiting game, uh, found out that we're going to be an essential industry. From there, what happened is. Uh, With all the money being pumped into people's pockets and the economy, uh, everybody had a lot of spare funds and they were spending time at home, um, not spending money on services and things they would have been spending that money on and, you know, sitting in their home offices, uh, staring at their landscape outside uh, or at the same, you know, Taking their staycations in the backyard and and looking at their sad gardens and um, what ended up happening was that people had a lot more money to spend in the in in on their landscaping um, during those two years and especially landscaping projects there was a huge boon there so um, really we toned back our marketing on ad words and paying for clicks. And just spent more effort on uh, brand awareness um, mm-hmm. and some longer-term things.
0: Terrific, yeah. That uh, uh, that that kind of uh, uh, realignment or, or, or adjustment uh, can can really help you uh, with the uh, with that conversion point. Yeah, can uh, I hit that too? Is go that, is ahead. That, yeah. Go ahead. I was just
1: gonna to say what's interesting about that like in in tandem with what happened with collins industry it was like the perfect storm right because Mm -hmm. when COVID hit it's like we used to work with a lot of mama papa restaurants a lot of a lot of dental practices all these industries that were massively hit in March, 2020, when the pandemic hit. So we naturally had to pivot ourselves. And without even really trying, we looked at our client list and it's like, we have all these home services businesses here, such as Riverwood, you know, a landscape company that are getting an influx of leads coming in here because people are not investing into our travel agent clients. They're investing into the landscapers and the Mm -hmm. staycations instead of the vacations. Such a good point. But naturally, like I said, it was a perfect storm for, for Cohen and Riverwood's growth was, you know, the pandemic,
0: honestly. Yeah. I, yeah, absolutely. Uh, uh, Jason, you got uh you got your start uh in marketing, uh originally leveraging MySpace to gain fandom for your Japanese rock band. Uh that was back in twenty uh two thousand seven. Uh the social media landscape certainly looked a lot different back then. Uh, but what was it like to realize that kind of success? You were on the early wave uh of Uh, social media success, Uh, uh, leveraging those channels and what kind of insights can you share from those uh, early days of social promotion?
1: Yeah, so that was back in a day where, where I had a band and I was trying to like... Being the front man of a band, I was just trying to do anything I could to get more ears listening to my music, and and I was obviously on top of trends at the time. So MySpace was uh, emerging for me, for bands at the time. Platforms like SoundClick and all these type of things, and Facebook was just starting out back in 2007. It was basically your friends list. Businesses were not leveraging it yet, but you know I would leverage the platform to try to get my music in front of as many people as possible as another platform. So fortunately for me at the time, I kind of evolved my digital marketing journey with the evolution of Facebook, right? Um, pivoting and and trying out new ad placements and new ads as they emerged in that space. For me, that whole experience, I mean, I'm not the best singer, but that experience uh, provided me with the insight and epiphany that marketing is really the direction I want to go. Cause I was way better at marketing the music than performing and making
0: the music. Oh, that's, that's probably, probably too honest of a or too humble of an assessment of your, uh, your own talents, but uh, that's, don't YouTube that's... my band. That's all I say. Is don't YouTube my band. <laughs> That's uh, that's funny with uh yeah, you know my, MySpace I think did uh that was their competitive differentiator, I think, down the stretch. Uh I, I, I was going to say before they closed up shop, they still might be around. Uh, but I think they were, uh, they did, they, you know, it was actually music and bands, I think, that really kind of uh, carved out their niche uh, on MySpace. So they, I think they, they really took that uh, as part of a core part of their audience and uh, uh, their lane, so to say. Uh, Colin, at our LeadsCon programs, uh, we do have a lot of successful small business owners uh, that are looking for more growth, uh, mm-hmm. and that some of that growth that you uh, meteorotic growth that Jason uh, uh, cited before uh, that that you've experienced, and that's that's a, a just truly incredible. Uh, we love leaving our audience with practical takeaways. Uh, so I know this is tough, but if you had to kind of boil it down to one tactic that one lesson or bit of guidance uh, that you'd like to share around getting a true assessment of your own lead generation capabilities. Uh, what, what was that?
2: Yeah. So sorry. Can you clarify the assessment part? The
0: y- yeah. In other, in other words, if you're, if you, if you're really taking a look at what's working and what's not uh, for, right. for your own, for your own lead generation efforts.
2: Um... Really, like, I mean, obviously, if you can get some data out of it and actually track where your leads are coming from, that's that's really the key. Uh, I started out handing out flyers. Um, I don't do that anymore because I found uh, other methods that are just way more um, rewarding in terms of an ROI of my own time. Um, so if you're able to track your leads uh, with your CRM and basically use that box that says, where did this lead come from? I think that is one major thing that if you're paying attention to where all of your clients are, how they got here, whether it's word of mouth or Google or or social media or path platforms, you're paying for leads on all of that kind of stuff. Um, I think that's incredibly important.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's uh, that's you're you're going to fit in very well with the uh, leadscon community. I think we where there's going to be a lot of those discussions taking place on the stage and off the stage. Uh, next month in Vegas, uh, for both of you on that note, what is the one thing that you're really looking forward to, uh, whether it's a particular session, uh, or just the experience as a whole, uh, you know, what do you, what do you want to get? What's the one thing that would, uh, maybe make this event, uh, a success in, in your minds, uh, both Jason uh, and Colin separately?
1: Yeah. So I think for me, I, I go to a lot of different types of conferences in the digital marketing industry. Um. that we're we're usually at but there's not one that we've attended that's been strictly focused on leads you know you see a lot of leads companies at these conferences but the whole topic of conversation is not leads so i'm very excited to to have an experience where the entire conference is about that one topic and um and that's what i'm most excited for and especially a lot of the talks you guys have a great lineup so i'm looking forward to checking out some of those sessions as
0: well terrific and and you colin
1: yeah, for me, um,
2: I don't attend a lot of conferences and I don't attend a lot um, in the States and I've never been to Vegas. So I'm really looking forward to the entire experience. Um, and uh, and and I've never attended um, something that's focused just on marketing. So uh, while Jay's been to marketing conventions, but not to a leads one, um, this would be my first marketing focused convention. So I'm sure I'm going to walk away with a lot of um a lot of new information, uh, and I'm looking to educate myself.
0: Excellent. If uh, if we do this, uh, if we do this right, uh, hopefully this is going to have the same kind of impact uh, that Merge Media had on your uh, had uh, has had yeah. on your business and continues to have on your business. Uh, so that that's terrific. We're uh, we're glad to uh, to expose you to uh, to to the U.S. in Vegas uh and the lead generation community it's a it's a terrific uh uh, community that we have at LeedsCon. but uh we do also have as part of that it's a there's there's uh fun with the uh the business we do have on monday our Havana nights uh pool party uh monday late afternoon uh everyone has got to come check it out uh What you want to kick things off proper. Uh, This is really the opening party. Uh, It is the place to be. Uh, But where will attendees most likely find you guys at the pool party? Are you going to be hanging out in the cigar lounge? Uh, Are you going to be busting out your salsa moves on the dance floor? Uh, Or are you going to be trying to close deals by the hot tub?
2: I think I'll be somewhere between the dance floor and the bar.
0: Okay. All right. I like it.
1: That's not a good thing. all right keeping an eye on you colin all right
0: i'll I'll be keeping
1: you a close eye i'll be keeping a close eye on you from the cigar lounge all right yeah relax relax. i got three kids so i'll take any opportunity i can't just kill it
0: (laughs) there you go terrific that's great well guys uh once again thank you so much uh jason and colin i want to express our gratitude for you uh taking the time to join us here today uh, we can't wait to hear more from you uh, out in Vegas. So again, once again, tickets are on sale right now. Uh, do not wait to register as we've had a record number uh, of early registrations. Uh, our hotel block, room block, I believe is sold out, but you can still use the link on our venue page uh, to get whatever room availability there's still left. We're really excited. Uh, until the next episode of the Leeds.com podcast, this is Ian McRae. Enjoy your day.